Mark 7 and 33. Uh, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 1 and 27. I have several scriptures this morning, but 1 Corinthians 1 and 27. But go the world to confound the things which are mighty. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and 14. 2 and 14. Fourteens, but the natural man receiveth not the things of God, the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can they know them because they are spiritually discerned. My mic is fine; it's fine. Okay, all right. So, uh, my message this morning: trusting God enough to do something stupid. Trusting God enough to do something stupid. Amen. I know that may not make a lot of sense to a lot of people, but I have taken some time to study the miracles of Jesus, and the miracles of Jesus happened uh, not just by Jesus laying hands or by praying, but many of the miracles that Jesus performed happened with some very crazy and unusual things that Jesus would tell people to do. John chapter 2 is an example. And the third day, there was a marriage in Canaan of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother, his mother said unto the servants, whatsoever he said unto you, do it. Now, in John chapter 2, we know that they were out of wine. This is a wedding. Mary is perhaps in charge of this wedding. Doesn't want to be embarrassed as to say that I have, uh, she's a wedding planner, whatever, that I've, I've uh, gotten this event that I've charged for a certain amount. And all of these people are there. And it's embarrassing to say that Mary has sponsored an event and she went and they ran out of wine. It's going to make her look bad. So she calls Jesus for the miracle, but then she says to the people that is going to assist him in whatever he's doing, my son is strange. He asks his people to do strange things, and I know it's going to sound kind of funny, but whatever he says do, regardless of how strange it sounds, do it. Because I know that he doesn't just work and do things. And many of us think that Jesus just does things, but God doesn't do things outside of our participation sometime in the miracle that he's performing. Although God is all-powerful and almighty, God does call upon us to do things to activate the miracles, and sometimes the things that God is asking us to do are so silly and so stupid to the common mind and they seem like they have nothing to do with what God is going to do. But that's how God know that you trust him when he tell you to do something stupid and you do it. Now, you imagine how embarrassing it would have been to take water and give it to people at a wedding that asked for wine and they start drinking. And they say, I didn't ask for water. I asked for wine. Now, many people, when they look at the, the miracle that happened here in John chapter 2, they don't understand the capacity of this miracle. Many think that Jesus made, turned water into wine. The Bible didn't say he turned water into wine. He made water wine, and they think the miracle was in the water, that the water was changed. The water was still water. 
The miracle was that God touched the taste buds. The miracle wasn't on the water. The miracle was on the tongue. And God is doing this miracle for a reason. He's doing this simply because he has a plan to connect a spiritual thing with it. Now, while they're doing it, they don't understand the capacity. But what God is going to use this first miracle, the, the Pentecostal apostolic experience of being filled with the Holy Ghost. But they don't know that. So what God does, he said, now I'm going to take water one day and I'm going to get some folk drunk off of water. And I'm going to affect their taste buds, their tongues with the miracle. Because on the day of Pentecost, they were drinking living water, but the living water got them drunk and it affected the tongue. But they couldn't see that then, but it had a purpose that was spiritual later. Somebody say hallelujah. Moses, I want you to go down there and I want you to do miracles in the face of Pharaoh. And what I want you to do, second miracle that I want you to do is I want you to take, uh, first, for the first miracle, I want you to take a rod, lift the rod up and throw the rod to the ground and the rod is going to become a serpent. And when you pick that rod back up, it is going to become a rod. What is this for? Why is this? It's not just the rod and the serpent. I want to show you the oneness of God. I want to show you that God, hallelujah, in his rod, the rod is one. But when the rod hit the earth, it turned into a serpent which heals. And he's showing us how that God as one, when he came to the earth, he became another form to heal us. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so shall the son of man. So all of these things have a spiritual purpose. Moses, your hand is leopard. And I want you to take your hand and stick it in your bosom and bring it back out. The hand is leprous when he puts it in his bosom and takes it back out. His hand is, is clean. Well, what is that about? This is baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Leopard represents sin. If you go down and come back up, hallelujah, you'll be clean. But they don't understand the significance of what God is doing. And there's some things that God is doing in your life that will make some sense better. So whenever God is doing, regardless of how silly it sounds, it will come together later. Can somebody give God a praise and say thank you? And what God does is try to have our faith and confidence in him regardless of what we see and regardless of what we don't see. Our faith that God does not always reveal to us why we just are supposed to obey him. I'll give you an example. I want, I want five people. Uh, I want, uh, uh, I need five pieces of paper and I need five people. I need, uh, uh, T. I want you to go in the back. I want Lawrence to go in the back. Uh, Preacher Clay, you go in the back. Amen. Just go in the back. All right. And then, hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. Uh, 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 Sister Anderson, would you go in the back for me? Amen. And then, uh, uh, Christy Jones, you go in the back. Somebody give me five pieces of paper here. All right. Thank you. Well, this preacher's on the ball, isn't he? All right. Give me five pieces of paper. All right. And I need a pen. All right. Now, well, he's all right. Boy, look here. Boy, y'all got to get him ready. Look, this boy ready. Okay, now, this is what I want you to do, because I'm going to show you how God works. Minister, call the first one out. Just call one of the first ones out from the back. Just call them out. 
the first one, you see. And I want you to get this and see the things that God does. So call me one of them out and, and bring them in with the first one. I need you to see this because this is what God does and this is how God works. Sometimes you don't understand the plan of God and what's going on in your life and why God is doing certain things in your life. All right? Get the first one out. You come on on. All right? Now, now T, this is what I want. Bring the pen with him. T, I want you to do something. I want you to write J on that piece of paper. Write J. Just, just write J. Just write J. Alright, J, uh-huh. Alright, okay. Now, alright, give that over there to Sister Taylor and go ahead and, and, and sit down, alright? See, you got that, alright? Now, go ahead and call the next one out. Amen. God works like this, alright? Call the next one out. Alright. Alright, alright. Come on, alright. Lawrence, I want you to do something for me. I want you to write... E on this paper. Right, E. All right. Now, let me ask you, do you know what that's doing? Do you know what that is? You wrote E. Do you know why? No, sir. you know anything about it? Okay, all right, go ahead. E. All right, go ahead, sit down. All right. Now, give that paper over there. Uh, uh, give it to Brother Moran. All right. Tell the next one to come in. Hallelujah. Y'all with me? I want y'all to understand what's going on. All right. All right, next one, come on in. Come come in, and I want you to write, I want you to write S. Write S on the paper. Write S on there. Uh-huh. Get that to Sister Harrison. All right? Call the next one in. Y'all going to understand after a while. Next one in. All right? I want you to write you on this paper. Just write you on there. Just write you, all right? Now, do you know why I'm having you to write you? you no, 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 okay, you're all right, you, okay, you got you, all right? Okay, that's good. Uh, you, the, the, the latter you, the latter you, uh-huh, uh-huh, the latter, all right? Now, get that, get that over there uh, to Sister Pope, all right, you, all right? Now, all right, come on in, Preacher Clay. All right, I want you to write S on this. All right, write S on it. Uh-huh. Now, give, give that over to Sister Hazel. Now, all right. Now, everybody that had to write anything, you write, so you wrote what? Yes. S. You know why? You know why? All right, who wrote E? E. All right, you know why you wrote E? All right, now, everybody in this building, do you know what I just wrote? What I, what I just wrote? Okay, but they didn't know it. You know why? Because they don't understand the mystery. You got to understand by God. There's some things that you're going through that you just only know. You don't know what God's full picture is. And, and because you're going through, you're struggling. I don't know why I'm going through this. I don't see God has the whole picture and you have to trust God that he knows what's going on in your whole life and not that little bit that's going on right now. That's faith in God. That's trust in God. So sometimes God tell us to do things that look stupid to us, but when you understand the full picture and you've got to trust that God knows some stuff that you don't know. Everybody in this building knew something that the people that came in didn't know. You've got to trust that God knows why you're going through something. God knows why you're in the midst of something. God knows what's going to come out of that thing. Can you give God praises and say thank you? 
God says, hallelujah, I want you to go and take water and give it to them when they ask wine. In Matthew chapter 9, here's another miracle that God performs. And in the midst of that, God tells them to do something that's totally stupid to them. He tells a man, I want you to take up a bed and I want you to go around town, walking all around town with a bed over your head. This is something that makes no sense. Look at, the, look, look at how God works. Water for wine. Amen. Take up a bed and walk all around town with a bed on it. But there's going to be somebody who's going to argue with God. Why? There's some time God wants you to do some stuff. He don't want you to ask him why. Because it's just between God. But faith in God says, I'm going to do what you say, even if it don't make any sense. I'm going to do what you said, even if I don't understand. There was somebody there when Jesus said, go and get the water. Somebody probably thought in their mind, hey, did, hey they didn't ask for water. I know you. They didn't ask for spring water. They asked for wine. But, but Mary said, whatever he says, do. Because she understands how God works. God and, and, and that's what gives the power of God. God takes an opposite and that's something that's not supposed to work and make it work differently. That's why you've got to trust God and you've got to know that even sometime when it looks like God is working against you sometime God works against it to show you a miracle. Sometime God to show his great power goes into opposite so that people can see that it is God. When God told Elijah I'm going to send fire down from heaven he told them when you go down this is what I want you to do. I don't want you to just make an altar but I want you to do the opposite. You're asking for fire but I want you to put water because water is the opposite of fire and I want people to know when it comes that it was a miracle because you had water in the trenches. God is saying sometimes look like your situation get worse I'm only letting it get worse because I want people to know that it was a miracle so if you ask God for something and it looks like it's going in reverse don't think that God is not working it out don't think that God is not fixing it. God is just trying to make the miracle greater Whatever he says do, do it. Somebody say hallelujah. Can I have somebody to praise God here right now that's going through something? Can you give God praises right now and give God glory? Can you trust him enough to praise him for what you're going through? We have a group of people now that question everything God says. Every direction that God says. Because we want to figure God out. It gives me that calmness when I know what he's doing. So if God says, hey, I'm going to touch their taste buds, and when they taste it, they're going to, they're going to taste it and, 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 and have the mindset that it's wine. If God says, oh, I got, you, I got you doing this because of this, we feel calm. But God wants some people that he don't have to explain anything to that will trust that he's doing what he say do. When you look at the, uh, the miracle in the book of Matthew chapter 5, uh, John chapter 5, Jesus is telling a blind, uh, uh, telling a man that can't walk, that's uh, paralyzed. Now we look at the miracles and we look at these signs and wonders that happen, but we don't look at the stupidity of it in the human eyes. You got a pool that's from this wall to the other wall that's full of people trying to get in. Thousands of people trying to get in to get healed. Blind folk, lame folk, all kind of, and the miracle only comes to the person that first jumps in. An angel come with trouble the water and the first one that comes in will get healed. That doesn't make any sense. Why God can't heal me somewhere else? Why I got to go in the water to get healed? But somebody had to believe enough that says, and, and these are people vying. God wants to see if there anybody have confidence in him. God, that the woman with the issue of blood didn't have to get on her knees to touch no. God wants to see if there anybody have confidence in him. 
God, that the woman with the issue of blood didn't have to get on her knees to touch nobody's garment. But God wanted to show you the things that they did in faith and trust in God. Sometime in the midst of the service, we're telling you to praise God or do this or do that and do that. And sometimes it seems silly to people. And I want to tell y'all, as silly as it seems, sometimes the miracle has to come by an instruction. Because God wants to see if you really believe him. He told the children of Israel, marched around Jericho seven as for seven days that seems silly to somebody God why don't you just come and knock the wall down why do I have to march why do I have to touch the hem of your garment why do I have to jump in some water why do I have to go and fill some water pots full of water to get a miracle and if you're God because I want to show you that your obedience is what brings the miracle and not just the miracle itself and if I can get a few of you that are asking God for something and really want something from God to follow this simple instruction this morning and praise God like it's already done you could have a miracle sometime when we walk in church and we come in the house of God we take these instructions lightly and we don't feel like something is behind it but every time somebody tells you to touch your neighbor every time somebody tells you to leap for joy every time somebody turns you to tell around if somebody tells you to run the aisle or sometimes the spirit of God is telling you just leap for joy I don't know have you ever just been in a service and God tells you to do something God tells you to go touch somebody God tells you to go hug somebody God tells you something strange to do amen don't fail to do that because that may be the stupid instruction that God has given you to get you a miracle ah somebody say hallelujah and if you are here this morning and need God to do something I want you to go and tell somebody God is going to do that for me and I'm going to believe God I'm going to trust God I'm going to praise God and expect something is going to happen our problem today is that we want to understand what God is doing God tells us to do something we want to know why 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 the, the man with the issue of blood could, the woman with the issue of blood could say, why touch the hem of his garment? Jump in water. And why are you taking that time trying to figure out why you're delaying your miracle? Why are you sitting there trying to figure out what to do? You're delaying your miracle. I don't know why God tells somebody to go in front of a Red Sea and stick out a rod and hold out your hand. I don't know why, but I know it works. Somebody say hallelujah. I don't know why God told somebody to jump uh, in, 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 in water, but I know it works. Stop figuring, let's know that it works. There's some things that I got. I'm not a mechanic. I do not know how car wrong but I know how to drive one I'm not an electrician I do not know how the stove works but I know how to work them I don't know how God works but I know how to work him I know how to get him to work my faith gets him to work I don't have to know I don't know about all these wise and electric Marcus you on another side you know how the air condition works all I know how to do is go over there and flip a switch and it's going to work stop trying to figure out how God going to do it and just use God and think Thank God that it's already done. I'm here this morning not trying to figure out how it's going to work. I got the switch which is called praise. And so I'm just going to turn the switch on. That's what I want you to do this morning. Don't try to be an air-conditioned man. Don't try to be a plumber. Don't try to be an electrician. Just flip the switch. Just praise God like it's going to happen. Just give God glory. You ain't got to figure out how your children going to be saved. How your bills going to be paid. How cancer is going to get out of your body. Just flip the switch just praise God and God will do the rest I have enough confidence 
Ah, God, I have enough confidence in that car that when I sit behind the wheel, I turn the switch and I don't know what's going on under the engine. I have no clue of what's going on under the engine. Matter of fact, when it breaks down, I got to take it to a mechanic. I got enough confidence that when I put that, I told Marcus the other day, I said, Marcus, listen, I went over there by the air conditioner, there was some water leaking. I don't know what's going on, but fix it. Just fix it. He said, I'll be right over there. I didn't go out there in no mechanic room trying to look and find out what was wrong because I know I don't know what I'm doing. Once I called Marcus, I went back to my seat and left it alone because he's supposed to know it. I'm not trying to figure out what God's doing. All I'm going to do is stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And I'm going to leave that up to him. I wish I had somebody was here. Stop trying to play God. You're not God. You just praise God and he'll take care of the rest of it. Your problem is you're trying to be a mechanic. You're trying to be a plumber. You're trying to be God. And if you got something wrong, just say, Lord, fix it because I'm not God. Fix it just like you told the mechanic. Fix it just like you told the plumber. Fix it. You got to say, Lord, fix it. Fix it. I can't fix it. You fix it. I need somebody to praise him right now. My God, touch somebody and tell them I'm finna flip the switch. Hallelujah. Tell somebody I'm finna turn this thing on. Somebody need to turn God on this morning. I'm finna turn him on. Ah, I'm gonna turn him on. I'm gonna turn him on. I'm gonna praise God until, oh, glory to God, until something happens. What turns God on? A praise, a praise, a praise turn God's on. When you praise God, you turn him on. Hallelujah. Hey man, Pharaoh's army was behind him, but when the children of Israel praised God, something happened. I was studying the other day, and I got to finish this message. I was studying and reading the other day. I have always been confounded about how the children of Israel, when they were being fought by the tribe of Benjamin, they went about five, the trumpeters, get the praises, and this time when you go out to battle, let them praise me, let them sing praises. And when they went and sung praises, they didn't have nothing that belonged to me with them. But when you put my praise in your mouth, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually to be in my mouth. See, God says, listen, they had nothing that belonged to me. You see, you can drive your car off, and when you drive your car, you got your merchandise in it, and I'm not going to fight for it. But if I got my stuff in your car, and you somebody stole your car, I'm going to go and fight them about your car because my stuff is in it. God said if you got my praise in your mouth, his praise shall continue to be in my mouth. I'll fight for you because my praise is in your mouth. And if you get God's praise in your mouth, God said I'll fight for you because oh hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. I dare somebody to put a praise in your mouth so that God can fight for you. Put a praise in your mouth so that God can heal your body. Put a praise in your mouth so that God can bring you out. Put a praise in your mouth so that cancer can be healed. We had a sister, hallelujah, here on a few weeks ago that the doctor said that they had saw a mass 
on her body. She had been through an operation. I won't call her name, but the doctor saw a mass. And I had been praying that week. And I went over, hallelujah, amen, the other night. And I just encouraged them. And we were talking about praise. And that was that night. The next morning, I got the text that the doctors had told them the mass that we've seen is not cancerous. My God, when you praise God, God will fight for you. Listen here. Hallelujah. As long as you got your merchandise on board, ain't nothing going to happen. But when you put God's merchandise in your mouth, God will fight for you. I dare somebody that got the devil behind you and trying to destroy you. I dare you to shout hallelujah. I dare you to say thank you, Jesus. God's going to bring you out because the praise is in your mouth. Somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Can somebody praise him and say hallelujah? Oh, Come on, somebody. Put your hand together and give God a praise. Look at somebody and tell them, I don't care how silly it look. I don't care how dumb it look. Hallelujah. You praise God. I know there are people that look at us as apostolics and, and, and we run around the church. We speak in tongue. We shout. We dance. They look at all that crazy stuff as if we're ignorant. And yes, there are a group of people that still look at us as ignorant, but it works. I don't care what you say about it. It works. That kind of stuff got you off a of dope. That kind of stuff got you out the crack house say whatever you want but it works it has healed my body it has brought me out somebody say hallelujah somebody put your hand together and give God a praise and say hallelujah can somebody praise and tell somebody I don't care how stupid it look I don't care who looking at you when you shout I don't care who looking at it with your dance just do what you got to do just turn it on tell somebody turn it on amen tell somebody turn it on you know they used to have a switch now that you have to take the you have to take your finger and move the switch but they got one called clap on and clap off when you clap the lights come on and you clap again and come back off I got a clap on and a clap off praise I got a dance on and a dance off praise hallelujah I, 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 I need somebody in Bible way just will turn God on somebody that will leap for joy somebody that will run the eye Somebody that'll turn around. Somebody that'll do something. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, don't just do nothing. You got to do something to get a miracle. I don't care what it takes. Do something until cancer come out of your body. Do something until you come out of the negative. Do something until healing come out of your body. Somebody say, glory. Listen to me, children of God. The other week, I came to the house and I tried to get in. And when I was trying to get in, since the car wouldn't warm me, so I, I changed the locks and you don't have to have a key no more. And I can let you in from the school. And so she's able to go on her phone and let me in at the house. Somebody got a miracle. Tell somebody God is a remote God. Somebody needs something going at your house right now. I am. Uh, 
I dare you. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, hallelujah. You can unlock it from where you are. You got a child that needs to be unlocked. And somebody say, Pastor, give me some Bible for that. Whatever you bind on heaven, I'll bind on earth. Whatever you loose in heaven, I'll loosen earth. If I got enough power to bind it from heaven to earth, I can bind it in Lakeland. I can bind it in Winter Haven. I can bind it around the corner. And somebody that need a miracle, I tell you to praise God until your husband drop that cigarette. I tell you to praise God until the glory of God go in the hospital and touch that sick person. I tell you to praise God until tomorrow when you walk on that job, the enemy is destroyed. Somebody, somebody ought to do something. Get out of your seat and hug somebody and say do something. Hug somebody and say, neighbor, if you do something, God will do something. He's waiting on you and you waiting on him. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, say, neighbor, make the first move. Make the first move. You got to make the first move. Jesus said, draw now to me and I'll draw now to you. I need somebody. That's right. Make the first move. Praise, but do something. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can somebody praise him and say hallelujah? Strange and stupid stuff. Hallelujah. People don't understand your praise. They don't understand our emotions and our emotions. But I want to tell you, praise, amen, is not something that's in the ordinary. Most men don't understand giving God an excellent praise. Glory to God. Don't understand how God takes the foolish things of this world to confine the wise. And there's some things that you're doing now. You don't understand the spiritual application to what you're doing. Jesus had went in Luke chapter 5 to his disciples and said to them after a long night of fishing and having no results after a long night of fishing and hallelujah to the same place that you went and I want you to throw your nets on the right side sometimes we get discouraged because when God tells us to do things sometimes the first time what God tells us to do it really does not work in our eyesight but you got to understand when you're doing what God told you to do and it looks like the results are not coming because God told amen Ahab to look up in the sky and rain was coming but he saw nothing at all God told Moses to go tell Pharaoh to let his people go but he saw nothing at all 
you've got to be prepared when you do something that God told you to do and you get no results because oftentimes that's the place that we get stuck I've tried I've tried pastor have prayed for me over and over again but the sickness is still there but faith has to go beyond what happened because it is not the thing that gets it done it's God that gets it done in other words I've watched many of you when your car went off and your car wasn't cranking you turn it on you didn't just give it up you came back a few minutes and turned it on again and came back a few minutes and turned it on again sometimes God don't get crunk on the first but keep turning it on somebody say hallelujah don't take the car and junk it because it didn't turn on the first time hallelujah some of y'all have prayed the first time and the sickness is still there and you've took your miracle and put it in the junkyard but it may not come the first time but try to crank it again the bible said hallelujah that Jesus told his disciples go out and lunch in the deep and put your next down again but Peter is saying we've already tried that but it didn't work but what I'm going to do I'm going to take my confidence out of what I tried nevertheless at your word I've got no results nothing didn't happen but because you said I'll try it again I want to tell somebody who have went to the doctor after you've gotten prayer and the doctor said it's still there go back again did you hear what I say go back to that same doctor and if the doctor tell you that it's still there tell him I'll be back tomorrow if he tell you it's still there tell him I'll be back tomorrow see the old problem is you done let him tell you what you got and you done laid home and ready to die I'm gonna keep on coming back I got prayer Sunday I'll be back Monday I got prayer Sunday I'll be back Monday I got prayer Sunday I'll be back Monday cause one of these services something gonna hit me and that cancer is coming out of my body can somebody say hallelujah put your hand together and give God a praise and say hallelujah Tell try it again praise him again thank him again glorify him again somebody say glory Bible declare that these disciples went back at the word of God and cast those nets into the same place same boat same ship same water but a different result I'm going to tell someone if you could praise God about that same condition that you praised him before if you can have the faith in God about that same circumstance that you had before this time you're going to have a different result somebody put your hand together and give God a praise and if I can get you this morning to put something in your spirit huh, that you have prayed about huh, something in your spirit huh, that you have asked God about huh, I want you to put that thing in your spirit huh, and praise God again huh, like it has already happened huh. praise God again huh, like it has already took place huh. somebody say glory huh. tell somebody God huh, is going to do this thing huh. if he don't do it on the first huh, he'll do it on the second huh. if he don't do it on the second huh, he'll do it on the third huh? but I declare it will get done huh? can you praise God and give him glory
I'm talking about stupid stuff. I was sitting, hallelujah, in the office the other day, and I called Pastor Porter. I said, Porter, the Lord told me to tell you to go down to Walmart and buy 15 chairs. Go buy 15 chairs and set them inside the church because God said 15 people, 15 new people are coming to church. He said, Pops, I'm going to do it. I said, yep, go do it and do it now. Move in a hurry. So he went, hallelujah, pray the Lord, went to the store and brought 15 chairs. And then all of a sudden this week, he got a call, he got a text. Good afternoon, Pastor Porter. I'm, 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 I'm definitely, I'm definitely, I'll be bringing 15 family members to church tomorrow. So when you obey God, regardless of how strange it looks, now he just sent me a text with all 15 people sitting in the chair. When you obey God and give God glory, God works. God works. Now I'm telling you, hallelujah, in seven days, a miracle is going to happen for this church. If you can jump in and give God a praise and expect, expect, expect a miracle, expect a healing. Somebody say glory. I need somebody to praise God like it's already happening. Glory to God. Open your mouth and tell somebody, I declare within seven days, I'm going to have a miracle and I'm going to praise God like I already got it. Glory, glory, glory. Somebody in this building, I want you to expect that something is about to happen. Glory to God. Grab somebody by the hand and say, neighbor, I don't care how long you've been waiting on it. This morning, let's have a stupid praise. Glory to God. Get out of your seat. Somebody, somebody, get out of your seat and praise God. Glory to God. I believe I'm healed. I believe I'm delivered. I believe I got a miracle. Shout glory. Shout glory. Shout glory. Hallelujah. I need some saints that's crazy enough to march around a wall until it fall down. I need some saints that's crazy enough to touch a garment and believe you're healed. I need some saints that's crazy enough to go in Jordan and dip seven times. I need somebody, somebody, somebody to praise him like it's already happening. Shout glory, shout glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. Wrap your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, this morning, I'm turning God on. I'm turning him on. I'm going to turn him on. I'm going to activate him. Somebody say glory. Somebody say glory. Put your hand together and give God a praise. Hallelujah. 
I'm closing. But back in the 80s, hallelujah, we went from the 70s to the 80s. In the 70s, in the late and middle 70s, we broke out with the afro. And everybody had the afro, which was nappy and thick. But in the 80s, they came up with something called the Jerry Curl. So they took the afro and put hallelujah, a curl in your head. And hallelujah, and some spray. Hallelujah. Now when your hair got curly, amen, it would go back to get nappy. And when it went to get nappy, you had to spray some Jerry Curl juice. They called it activator. And it would activate the curls again. Some of y'all look like things are nappy in your life. You need some activator. Praise is an activator. When it look like things are getting nappy, miracles are not happening. Deliverance are not happening. I dare you to praise God. Put some activator. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you need some activator. You need some activator. You need a healing. You need some activator. You need a deliverance. You need some activator. I dare somebody to activate God until cancer come out of your body. Activate God until COVID lose your loved ones. Activate God until a breakthrough come in your life. See it. See it. See it. Sometimes we're too conscious about we're too conscious about the people that's looking at us how they're going to feel about when we do what we do. God told Moses, come here, hold this for me. God told Moses that I want you to go down there, hold this. He said, go down there to the Red Sea. Stretch your hand over the water and stretch the rod out. Don't y'all be looking at the stupid stuff that I'm doing. I want you to look at the sea when I'm doing the stupid stuff. They're looking at Moses, somebody laughing at him. Say, Moses, what you doing? Moses said, don't worry about me. Don't look at me. Look at the sea. <laughs> I can fool. I got my hand up. But look at what's happening to the sea. Stop worrying about what folk looking at you pray. Look, at, look what's happening in your pocketbook. Look what's happening in your body. So, so, so don't look. Hold it, man. Come here. Don't, don't look at me because my praise look funny. My praise look funny, but my money don't. <laughs> Money, but my house don't. You got to know how to give God a praise 
Stop worrying about what people are looking at. You look at what's happening. Moses said, y'all don't look at me. Just stand still. Look at the salvation. While Moses' hands looking, holding up. Strange position. That strange pose. He looked at that strange pole. Why he looking over? The Red Sea opening. I'm a shouting preacher. I dance. I run. I jump. I can't sit like they do it like this. Why? Because this ain't working for me. This ain't what put money in my pocket. This ain't what moved my enemies. That worked. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor, do whatever works for you. somebody and say neighbor I gotta do what works for me somebody had stole his car and messed it up we got ready to ride in the car y'all done seen some of this that's what they call a hot wire he had to connect them I said man how you cranking up this car he said I ain't got no key but it worked all I wanted to do is drive God got different things that work for different people and if you know what has worked for you you know what has brought you out you know what has given you the victory my God you know hallelujah you do that thing you do that thing you do that thing I don't care what nobody you do that Don't look at what you're doing. Look at the results. Somebody say you can't sing. I ain't worried about what they say. I'm looking at the results. You can sing, but ain't nobody getting healed. But I get up and go to crowing, and people start walking out of the wheelchair. It worked. Bring the crow. Bring the crow. Bring the crow. I need the crow. Bring the crow. You can, you you got good voice and good intelligence. And if somebody else ain't got no, all they get them say hallelujah and the, and the power of God move. I don't need no singer. I don't need no musician. I need somebody can move the spirit. 
And when you can get the spirit to move in. My God, somebody say hallelujah. Oh, you ought to say hallelujah. It works. Now what the devil is trying to do, he'll intimidate you. He'll get people to, to, to criticize what you're doing to make you feel bad. I remember when God told me to go and anoint Mother Maya's eyes. She was going blind. And God told me to get dirt and use it, put it in her eyes and pray for her. When I did that, the preachers in town got a message back to my godfather, Ella Nixon. He called me and they said, they say you're around there trying to be Jesus now. Oh, they put, a, they put it out there. I said, Lord, maybe I should have done it in, in, in private. Lord said, what did I tell you to do? That's what I told you to do. And I prophesied to her. I said, when you go back to the doctor, the doctor going to tell you when they look in your eyes that he see light. And the, and the eyes that he said you weren't going to have no sight in, God said, you're going to have it. So they laughed and laughed and laughed until Mother Miles came back. And Mother Miles said, I went to the doctor. And just like the man of God said, the doctor looking in that eye that I couldn't say that I would never see in. And the doctor said, he see light and I will see again. And, and, and when she died, that was a better eye. The eye that was good, the, 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 the bad eye was better than the other eye. The doctor said, I don't know who the preacher is, but the lottery had just came out. He said, but you, would you ask him what the lottery numbers is? There comes a time, I'm going to see this, there comes a time that people will have a laughing period when God tells you to do something. For about an hour or so, about, about 10 minutes or so, people laughed at Jesus when he went and said that woman is asleep and she's not dead. They laughed, but Jesus had to go. You have to shout beyond the laugh. Don't worry, even God was laughed at. Sarah laughed at God when he told you you're going to have a baby. He said, you laugh. I ain't laughed. Now you're laughing in line. But God worked a miracle. And when God worked that miracle, so God puts us in humiliating places to do humiliating things only to get the attention there. Now I understand why. He wants me to do this stupid stuff because now somebody watching this man with, with, with dirt in his eyes. Jesus healed a man, put his hand in the man's ear and spit on the ground. It don't take all of that. You know people say that. I can get some of them now. It don't take all that. You, 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 you imagine me calling a prayer line and sticking my ear in my hand and people here and spitting on the ground. Oh, that's on the coat over there. I went over there last week. He put his ear in the man's hand and spit on the ground. I don't know what kind of witchcraft they're working over there. But what happened? That man that never talked. That man that could not speak. That man that couldn't hear. When God got through, he was able to hear. Saints, God has put us in an unusual place. And this is unusual. Even the way that we're worshiping, having church today is unusual to so many people. Because people are shutting down. People are afraid to go out. People are afraid to do this. But I refuse to fall into confines of people. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get my miracle. This morning, I want you to stand to your feet. Could you hand me my phone? Stand, your, stand to your feet with me. Stand to your feet with me. Everybody, stand to your feet. It's amazing to me when I go back and look. I had all every one of these chairs, Brother Pastor Porter just sent it to me.
<laughs> All 15 of them aluminum chairs that I told them to get. You see that? Every 15 of them are full. All 15 of them. I'm telling you, trust God. Hallelujah. Trust him for a miracle. 